you can do better than that. Give God a praise in this place. He's worthy of all the glory, all the honor. He is a God of great things. He does wonderful things in our lives. Hallelujah. So we thank God for each and every one of you. We welcome all of our friends home on YouTube. And we just want you to know tonight is a night to remember. Why? Amen. Because you are here. Amen. I want to open up and have my wife come and give us an opening prayer. Yes. Yes. Good evening, New Freedom. Good evening. Oh, that was dry. Good evening, New Freedom. Hallelujah. Glory to God. before he says sit down. You know, I was on my way tonight coming from Gilbert and I was praying and I was praising and I heard the Lord tell me that we are what? Fearfully and wonderfully made. And I know there's somebody in here tonight that just, just came out of Perryville, just came out of Florence. Wherever you might have come from, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. There is nobody that has anything that you don't have. So I want you to put your hand up to your face like it's a mirror. Come on, Charles. Put your hand up there. Come on, baby. Put your hand up there. And I want you to say out loud, ain't nobody got nothing that God ain't gave me. God gave me everything that I need. Amen. And you better believe that. You better believe we're fearfully and wonderfully made by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So if you bow your heads with me. Father God, we thank you on tonight. We glorify you. We lift our hands to you. We're so grateful that we're here together. Father, you said if any two or three would touch and agree, it would be done. So on tonight, for those who are sick, we believe healing. For those who are worried, we believe peace. I said we believe peace, Father. We thank you that you increase our faith as never before. Father, we ask you to send your spirit on tonight. Up and down these aisles, oh God. Do miracles in our lives, oh God. Heal, set free, and deliver. Set free from every bondage, everything that has us captive on tonight. We glorify you and magnify you. We ask you to bless the administration here. Bless Pastor Joe and his wife. Bless each and every one in their families that are represented here on tonight. We ask you to bless the preacher in the spoken word. Every minister that would stand at this floor on tonight, we ask you to just give an up mm, for you, oh God. Let them lift up their hands, let them speak the word and sing the word of God on tonight. We praise and we thank you and we all touch and agree and say amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, just for a few announcements, we want to remind you uh, for any new um, members that we have here. Do we, any new members in the house that just got here in the last week or two? Amen, amen. God bless you. Any first time Saturday night visitors here tonight? Amen. God bless you. God bless you. We want to let you know that um, each and every Thursday night and Saturday night, we make this opportunity for you to have your family come and join you here at New Freedom. On Thursday night, we have the recovery meeting. It starts at 7 o'clock, but the doors open at 6.15. So you have 45 minutes with your family. Bring them in and let them see what you're doing now. Also on Saturday night, your families are welcome to be here with you. Doors open at 6.15. Come on in at 7 and we get ready to have church. Amen? I believe God is doing something special here. 
I want to just give you a heads up. It seems like time flies when you're having fun. On, in March, in March, say March. March. In March, we're going to announce the date here in the next week or two, but baptisms are coming back. We will be baptizing in our pool out in the front. This is, this is that time of year, and, and, and we want you to know your families are invited to come and join you, and your families are invited to be baptized if they haven't been baptized. Amen? Amen. Also, coming up in May, we're going to do something a little different here. I like to meet the needs of everybody. So we're going to have a, a special event. Um, in the prison, I was doing something called Youth Ablaze. Uh, some folks know what I'm talking about. And, and what was happening was we took some of the best gospel rappers in the city into the prison to set a blaze to these men in the prison. We didn't just stop here in Arizona. We went to New Mexico. We've done a few other places. But God really blessed the men and women in prison. And then also, those that went were blessed. Amen? So what we're going to have, we're going to have a reunion of our Youth the Blaze team. And it's going to be in the park out in Scottsdale uh, during the day in the month of May, May 20th. And directly after that event where they get to fellowship with their families and have all that, we're going to bring them here and we're going to have a Youth Ablaze event right here. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm here to tell you, it's going to get lit. That's all I can tell you. But it's a genre that you need to check out because what we have are some musical, lyrical geniuses who write, create, and, and they have a testimony. They not only have a testimony, but the majority of them are preachers. Yeah. Amen? So we're going to start tonight with one of our brothers that is here, uh, better known as King Little. We've been working with him for a while. And he's going to just do a short piece just for tonight. Uh, throughout the weeks, I might be bringing a few representatives. Don't worry, I'm coming back with the word real shortly. Uh, but he's going to open up with a song, if that's all right with y'all. Praise God. Uh, this song I'm gonna do is called Say Yes, Say Yeah, and it's basically talking about God giving you a purpose, telling you to do something, giving you an assignment, and just say yeah. When God tell you to do something, just say yeah. Don't hesitate. Go ahead, you can run it. Praise God. King Yeah. It's still gospel when you call. <laughs> May not sound like it, but it's still gospel. Come on now. When God says, sir, I need you to go. All I'm say is, gotta say yes, gotta say yes, gotta say yes, gotta say yes, gotta say yes. When God says, sir, I need you to go. All I'm say is, gotta say yes, 
gotta say it, gotta say it, gotta say it, gotta say it. I was running from this crawling, in and out of churches, and God kept calling, so a king kept working. I was giving this assignment to praise and keep worshiping, telling about Jesus and how we get my life working. Yeah, a lot of things hurt me, but I keep on searching. Digging in the word, so the key gets purpose. Now I taste this purpose, ain't tasting but I pay for God going for another purpose. No more that I don't take pain for you. Now I'm living in this overflow, no matter what it looks like. I'ma give God glory for the rest of my life. I'ma always say yeah for the rest of my life, and I'ma always praise Him for the rest of my life. So for the rest of my life, I am the light. Yeah, it shines bright in the darkest of night. I'ma always say yeah when this King is in tune with the will of my Daddy and the goodness will bloom. God say son, I need you to go. All I'ma say is, gotta say it, gotta say it, gotta say it, gotta say it, gotta say it. God say, son, I need you to go. All I'ma say is, gotta say it, gotta say it, gotta say it, gotta say it. You're right, gotta say it. full time on the battlefield with this mission, but I lost all really missing. So I retreat what's missing. On my knees, deep in tears, because I'm really getting hit. Very hard in the mind, I'm just getting more equipped. Sometimes I don't wanna quit. Throw the towel in the gym, hit the block with the gym and get back on my trip. But I stand on the word like I was did the block. Can't stop, won't stop. You wasn't whooping, you were shot. Now that's old news. This is the remediation for a king. So I represent the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. You see how we got on making the start and the end of things. All time and significant, greater than everything. I'ma always say yeah, no matter what this light brings. I'ma ride for the heaven team and boost up steam. You can ride with the king, just accept him right there. Ain't no time for the golden Hallelujah. Just say yeah. God say, son, I need you to go. All I'ma say is, gotta say yeah, gotta say yeah, gotta say yeah, gotta say yeah, gotta say. God say, son, I need you to go. All I'ma say is, gotta say yeah, gotta say yeah, gotta say yeah, gotta say yeah, gotta say. I see some faces up in here that when we went over there into the prison and ministered to them to see them free, it means something to me. When they tell me something I said touched their lives, that means something to me. I really ride about Christ. That's why we say can't stop, won't stop. If you free and you got a second chance, take it serious, man. Ride with God like you used to ride with the streets. Ride with God like you used to chase the dope. Ride with God like you used to go get alcohol. Praise God, I love y'all. Gotta say yeah. God said, go. When he says go, what are you going to do? Hallelujah. Truly, you got to say yeah. You got to say yeah. I'm so thankful because I watched, I watched many lives be transformed. I watched many lives be saved. I watched people come from the guttermost to the uttermost. Folks that would never consider listening to rap music. I know there's some in here tonight that'd be like, mm, that's just a... See, the Bible lets us know that you gotta be wise as a serpent and cunning as a dove. You have to be creative when you're trying to reach the multitudes. And some folks that a person in a suit and tie behind a podium can't reach. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I said. Someone that is with a suit and tie behind a podium will never reach those that need to be reached. Can I get an amen? So, so we want to be able to reach all 
We want to reach all. We're going to go to the uttermost and try to reach them all. And see, we have them all come here. Some of you don't realize, but there's folks that um, come from prison that have done anywhere from 17 to 30 years in prison. They know the streets. They know what's hard. They know you got to know how to talk to them. Just like Joe speaks to a community of people on Thursday, and he reaches them because he knows how to speak their language. But he reminds them of who they are and whose they are. And in the midst of that, lives get transformed. They're people that run from recovery to the church. Because it's more than just uh, understanding the 12 steps. Sometimes you got to take a few more steps and become who God is calling you to be. Tonight, tonight, I got to be careful because my wife don't want me running around tonight. But I already feel something happening on the inside. Because tonight, I have to talk to you about trusting the assignment. You've got to have trust in your assignment. For the next few weeks, I'm going to be dealing with the assignment. I'm just... I. I can't go anywhere else because that's what God has me on. Amen? Amen. And, and, and we're going to deal with a few folks from the Bible because there are so many people that can outline our lives where we can see how God is calling us to be who he's calling for in these last and evil days. Can I get an amen? amen. So recognizing that God is calling us we, his people, the sheep of his pasture, I'm here to let you know, just like my wife said, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. She didn't even know that that was something I was going to be saying before she even walked up here. But that's how God brings a confirmation to remind us that he's with us. So I'm here to tell each and every one of you that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a designer's original. There is nobody like you. Nobody can do what God wants you to do because you are designed with him in mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you are made perfect and recognize when you are perfect in God, God creates us to do a special work for him. Got two amens. That's okay. So for some of you that don't know what amen means to me, it means that you hear what I'm saying. And either you agree with it or you don't, you better give me an amen. Otherwise, otherwise I will have to repeat myself and change it around just another way so that you do understand it. Amen. Let me tell you something. I know I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I know I'm a designer's original and there's nobody like me. You can't do what I can do and I can't do what you can do. But I am on assignment. When God called me to preach his gospel, I don't want to tell you how my age is, but it was somewhere around 28 years ago. And when he first called me, I was trembling at my feet. I was basically in my sick bed and I didn't want to answer the call. Now every assignment doesn't mean that you have to preach. Every assignment doesn't mean that you have to teach from behind here. 
but there's an assignment on your life because it's you that's going to make the difference in somebody else's life. Your assignment is not for you, it's for somebody else. Once you understand that, you recognize the lives that's in your hands. Well, let's go to the text. And y'all say, he just told me. I'm going all the way back to Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord had said to Abram, go away from your country, from your relatives, and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. I'm reading out the Amplified, so y'all excuse me if it doesn't sound like something you understand. And I will make you great, a great nation. I will bless you abundantly and make your name great. Hear what I'm saying? This is the word. And you shall be a blessing, a source of great and good to others. Did you hear what I said? You will be a blessing. It ain't about you being a blessing for yourself. It's about being a blessing, a source of greatness for others. And I, and I will bless those who bless you and will curse those who curse you. And you, all of your families, nations of the earth will be blessed. Abraham had an assignment. Now I could imagine, I could imagine, because it says Abraham departed in faithful and in obedience as the Lord had directed him, and Lot, his nephew, left with him. Abraham was 75 years old. Some of y'all think I'm too old for an assignment. Some of you saying I done been through so much and I done been wore out. Let me tell you, he's 75 years old, still on the side. Abraham took Sarah and his wife and Lot, his nephew, and, they, and all of their possessions, and they left. Let me tell you something. There are some people that's all around us right now, and these are these kind of people. Some make things happen. Some people watch things happen, and then there's some people that wonder what happened. Who are you? Maybe you didn't hear what I said. There's people that make things happen. There's other people that watch things happen. And then there's other folks that just, what happened? See, I don't want to be one of those that say, what happened? Because I believe that God is calling me to make things happen. That's why I take this serious. I take this serious. Anytime I stand behind this podium, I believe that I'm on assignment because there's somebody that God wants me to speak to into their lives so that they recognize who they are and what their assignment is. When he spoke to Abraham, he told him to go. Leave his family. The problem with a lot of us is that we are fearful fearful of what's going to happen when we detach ourselves from family. Sometimes we got to rise up and be who God is calling us to be. And sometimes we got to learn who to rely on. When we hear a word, we got to recognize what the word is saying. The Bible says that my people Yeah, y'all stepped out ahead of me. I wasn't going to 
don't say that one, but that's a good one. But he says, my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. So who are you following? Sometimes we get caught up with family, with friends, and we believe and trust in what they tell us. But when God directly speaks to you, and a lot of you are saying, I don't get to hear him. Well, I'm here to give you direction on how you're going to hear him. Because if you're going to be on assignment, you don't need an assignment from your friends. You don't need an assignment from your parents. You don't need an assignment from your wife. You need an assignment from God. A God-designed assignment is for you. And if you can just hear his voice, how do you hear his voice? You listen to him through his word. If you're not in his word, what are you listening to? The Bible says, and y'all are in the right place. Because the Bible says that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing what? The word of God. How can you hear unless there's a preacher? And how can he preach unless he was sent? I was sent on assignment to preach to your life and tell you, thus says the Lord, you are on assignment. When you give your life to Christ, recognize it's not haphazardly for you just to skip, hop, and jump and say it's good now, I'm saved. No, you're on assignment. There's a task ahead of you. And the task ahead of you is not as great as the power within you. So you can speak life to somebody and do something on the wings of what God has given you. The power that's resonated down on the inside of you to rise up and move out by faith. Abraham had to go by faith. He couldn't trust in what, he, he couldn't just trust on, well, I better stay here and rely on daddy. I got to rely on mama. I, I, I don't know what the assignment is, but Abraham learned to trust God step by step. God told him to leave he said, Abraham, go away from your country, from your relatives, from your father's house. He had to take the first step. See, a lot of us think that God is going to give us everything. He's going to tell us how it's done, what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. But what God does is he wants to see if he can trust you with the first step. Leave. Leave some of your friends. Leave. Trust in what I'm telling you. You can't see where I'm taking you, but if you'll go, I'll show you the place. But you've got to step out and trust me. So Abraham, he, he ventured out. The Bible says he left. He left with Lot, his nephew. He left with his wife, Sarah. And he came to a place. Why? Because he was on assignment. He couldn't ask questions in the midst of the assignment. He had to learn on what to do. How did he learn? He had to trust. How did he trust? His faith had to be strong and stand up so that he could move by faith and not by sight. Why? He couldn't see where he was going. A lot of us in this room, you don't even understand what God is telling you right now because you won't allow yourself to step out on faith. You've got to take the first step. 
See, I know I ain't going to have a lot of time tonight to finish what I wanted to say just tonight for the Lord. That's why he told me it's going to be a few weeks that we're going to deal with the assignment. Some of y'all might get mad and say, well, I ain't coming back because I don't want to hear no more about the assignment. Because God is speaking to you through the assignment, but you won't listen to the first step that you've got to step out on faith. That's where it starts, by faith. And when he stepped out on faith, he began to go. He trusted God. The first step was to trust God. He didn't get no more steps along the way. Only thing God was telling him was rely on me. He got to the place where Lot started to act a fool while they was out there. Y'all know the story. I'm not going to go and start reading the whole Bible to you. I want you all to take some time and dig in for yourself. Start at 12, go all the way to 20. But somewhere around 13, Lot started acting a fool. And Abram could not. See, this is the problem. Sometimes we take folks with us that don't want to be right. Don't want to act right. And then we get all disturbed, busted, and disgusted. But I like what Abram did. I got to get back behind the pole. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Abram, Abram, he simply told Lot, look, Lot, there's enough for all of us here, enough land for all of us. So, you look at this side, you look at this side, and you choose which one you want, and I'm going to take the other side. And Abram said, I want this side where all the grass is green and everything looks nice and the crops are growing and everything. He said, take them. Abram left. And see, this is where some of us would be where we get discouraged because folks leave us. Because folks get out of our life. But so, so many of you need to know that you're not going to be relying on them folks. You've got to rely on God. We get so mixed up sometimes. Relationships get funny. And God says, well, I know I'm talking right. Businesses get crazy. Jobs get funny, and you've got to leave the job because it ain't right for you. God has a blessing for you over here. Do you know what the Lord told Abram? He said, look to the east, look to the west, look to the south, and look to the north. And everything you see, I will give you. Stop having a pity party. That someone left. Stop having a pity party. That you're not connected any longer with that situation, with that job, with that relationship. Stop. Step out and trust me. Some of, some of you all are so caught up because you got out of prison and you was comfortable there. And where you at? isn't really comfortable. See, I don't know how that could be. Because if you hear, it's a big difference than in there. I don't have to talk about the beds. I don't have to talk about the food. I'm just talking about the atmosphere. There's a difference because the atmosphere is God-charged. And when you walk in here, you feel his presence. And I'm not just talking about this room. I'm talking about 
about this whole building. There's a difference in the atmosphere. So, so, so stop talking about, man, I feel better when I was back there. Do, no, God says, I got you. Step out. There's an assignment on your life. Sometimes we get so caught up on the old things of life, we want to go back to them. See, I'm even talking about some of the good things in our past. We've got to detach from. Because everything ain't good. Everything that glitters is not good. And sometimes we want to hold on to some of the things that glitter instead of the things that God has for us. He's wanting to move us to another level. He has an assignment for us to be a blessing to multitudes. Let's listen one more time to the promises that God gave Abraham. I will show you the land. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You will be a blessing. I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curse you. And all the nations will be blessed. Do you understand what he is saying here? See, a lot of us, we would look at some of the circumstances. Abram could be saying, well, God, how am I going to be a blessing to the nations, to my, all my descendants? When I'm 75 years old, I, ain't, I don't have no babies. How? With God, all things are possible. You better trust him. Some of you saying, I've been this way for so long, I ain't going to never change. I've been broke, busted, and disgusted. All things are possible with God. I've been a convict. I've been in prison for so many years. There's no way, God, that I'm going to get a job. There's no way, God, that somebody's going to give me a house. There's no way, God, step by faith, step by step. Because let me tell you something. He's not going to give you a job. He can give you your own business. Ain't that right, Ray? He's setting you up for a step up if you just trust him. He tells you to take a driving education class, a truck driving class. And you say, what am I going to do with that? Ain't nobody going to hire me. I'm even talking to some females. Ain't that right, Kathy? I can't drive no truck. What? He's setting you up if you would just take a step by faith and trust him. You will be a blessing. Why do you think we have so many vacational opportunities here? Because society say you'll never be a, a, a truck driver. Society say you can't be an electrician. Society say you can't be a welder. My God says, right. come to freedom, you can be all of that. Matter of fact, you can manage your own facility. You might not make it out there, but then you step out on faith and God will raise you up so that you can be a blessing on a side. 
focusing on your circumstances instead of your assignment. I'm so tired of folks focusing on this, focusing on their circumstances. But parole says, probation says, circumstances. Stop caring about what the circumstances are and start thinking about what the assignment is. If you focus continually on your dilemma, you'll never make it to your destiny. I better say it again. If you continually focus on your dilemma, you will never make it to your destiny. I told you in the beginning, you're wonderfully, just wonderfully made, you're created in his image. You're anointed, appointed, and set up for a step up. And if you just trust him and step out on faith step by step, he can't give you step two till you complete step one. Can't give it to you. Jeremiah, he said to Jeremiah, I knew you before I formed you within your mother's womb. Before you were born, I sanctified you and appointed you as my spokesman to the world. What Jeremiah had the nerve to say. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm far too young. I'm only a youth. God said, Don't say that. He replied, You will go wherever I send you and speak whatever I tell you to. And don't be afraid of the people. Mm, how many times do I got to tell you to stop fearing what people think? You come out of prison and you start thinking, people going to say I'm a convict. They don't want to have me in their presence. They don't have nothing for me. I can't stop thinking about what people say and believe what God says. See, he was on assignment. I think this is a real good time to remind you that you are the seed of Abraham. Do you understand that? He was on assignment way back then, and we're reaping the benefits right now because of his obedience. Yes, he, he slipped along the way. Yes, he messed up. He started doubting God even after he started walking. But so many of you have been doubting God for a long time. Yeah, that's right. Raised in the church. Hello? Yeah. Go to prison and then all doubt. Just doubting Thomas. Can't believe it till you see it. where God told him what to do. Step out. So I want to tell you first thing in your assignment is step out. Take that first step. Listen to his voice. You say you his sheep. Listen to his voice. A stranger you will not follow. Listen to his voice. 
How do you listen to his voice? You get into a relationship with him. So many people want to talk about, I got religion. Yeah, that's all you got. You could have religion, but if you don't have relationship, you don't have communication. See, there has to be a, a dialogue. When you talk to him and he talks back to you. So many of us say, well, I never hear his voice. You ain't going to hear him through your ear, but that spirit man that's down on the inside of you that's telling you sometimes to do some things, step out and believe that God is telling you because a stranger you will not follow. Trust him. Let me tell you, I, 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 I had to... I had to realize the assignment that I was on. When God called me, I was saying that earlier, I was doubting Thomas. Couldn't believe it. Stood behind the podium, my first message, and I sweated and shook like a... And I can remember the day, you know, I used to, I used to write out everything that I was going to say. I had a stack of papers one time. My wife was like, you need all that. I said, I need all of this. And I had a stack of papers and I, I remember being up in the church and I just called myself trusting God because he gave me what to write down on the papers. And I stood up there and I started looking down at the papers and things was just as blank. Look. And I'm trying to add lib to the things that I tried to remember from what I wrote down. And I was trying to add lib. I'm, I'm just rubbing it on and nothing was coming together. And then all of a sudden, it was like, like they turned the air condition on or the fans or something, but they didn't, I didn't see them on. But the paper just went <laughs> A couple of them fell down on the floor and I was still looking and still couldn't see nothing. And all I could remember was stopping. And I prayed. And then I said to the congregation, you know what, I'm sorry. I tried to go through these notes and say what I thought God gave me to give you, but they were blank to me. And I was just talking off the top of my head and I know you couldn't understand me because I couldn't understand myself. And I said, now, I'm gonna try to start over. And I started over without them papers and I allowed God to speak a real quick little message. And it was just right on time. And I can remember the mother coming up to me saying, Oh, you did so good. And in my mind, I was like, <sighs> I've been kicked over the bucket. That was all messed up. But it was from that point on that God told me, Stop trusting in the papers and trust in me. I learned that I was on assignment back then and I had to follow God all the way. He told me to go to Arizona Boys Ranch and I went there 
to the Arizona Boys Ranch in Queen Creek, because that's where I knew he led me to go preach. And when I got there, the people there said, I'm sorry, but we can't, uh, we don't have, we have a, a, a Catholic priest that comes every week and you don't have, we don't have any room for you to come in. And I, they said, but I said, but I just believe God gave me a word to speak to these boys. And I knew I was on assignment. I wasn't going to give up. God told me to go. I said, so is there any opportunity around? She said, well, look, just, you know, if you have a chance, come back in about a month or so and we'll see. I went back because I was persistent on what God said to do. And when I got there the next time, she, I know she felt sorry for me. She said, okay, I'm going to give you 15 minutes. Long story short, that 15 minutes that she gave me turned in to a Bible study on Saturday night. Then it turned into where the, pre, the, the, the priest that was coming got sick, and I started doing two services on Sunday morning. Then I started doing the prayer for the graduations for the boys' ranch. In the meantime, I'm working at the prison as an officer. God said I was on assignment, but I didn't know why. There, I was ready to give up because I was tired of being an officer. I didn't want to work the execution team. I didn't want to, I was tired of all the cussing, of all the, all the, uh, uh, the, 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 the officers sleeping with one another, having their big parties. I'm trying to live safe, and I just was done, ready to give up. God said, you have to minister here. I said, oh, God, I, I can't do this. I was ready to quit. Wife came home with an application saying, you know they're hiring chaplains at the prison. <laughs> I said, what am I gonna do with that? She said, you a preacher? <laughs> I said, I don't see no chaplains doing nothing around here. What am I gonna do? She said, well, we gonna fill out this application. And got it back in the next day. The door was gonna close the next day. Yeah, got right. that application back. They called me up for an interview saying the application scored a 97, and if you want to come in for an oral interview, we'd be glad to have you. I walked in that interview like it was my job. I told them, I said, you know, I, I don't know why we're going through all this. It's my job. And there was a slew of folks that was going for the position. But God had me on an assignment. Story short, they called me up. They told me we'll be in touch with you about two weeks to let you know we got a few more people to interview, and we'll let you know. I, my mind was I'm still going to be in Brown as an officer, but I'm trusting God because I can't stand this. Next thing I know, they give me a call and say, do you want the position? And then they had the nerve to tell me you'll never work the yards that you worked on as an officer. The first place I went was Central Union. So don't tell me God can't complete what he started. Some of us look at small beginnings and get all, all messed up with our small beginnings. But if you remember what it said in Zechariah 4 and 10, do not despise small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. 
Where are you going to begin? Are you going to wait, wait, wait? Are you going to step out on faith? Are you going to embrace the assignment and believe like Abraham did? Kept going, kept going, kept going, even though he slipped in between, even though he tried to make things work when God didn't work quick enough. It didn't matter because God told him that I am going to bless you, your, your offspring and everybody else. I'm going to do it. You just need to trust me. He showed them all along the way. He Then he told them, look up at the stars. I and mean, all those stars you see are going to be your offspring. Look at it. Look all over. Let me tell you, God can do just what he said he could do. Why? Because he created everything. And he created you. So tonight, I just wanted you to be in the mindset to trust in the assignment. Amen. Trust in the assignment. Everyone stand to your feet. If you don't believe me, trust me. Your assignment will take you places that you thought you would never go. Did you hear what I said? Your assignment will take you places that you thought you would never go. I got a few witnesses in the house that been back into the prison preaching. And, 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 and the world said, you'll never go back into the prison. And they've been in every prison. Because God opened the door. See, he said, you'll bless many. He had me on assignment to allow him to use me to bless others that been in prison to come back in prison, give their testimony, show the power of God who has given them jobs. So many people. And I take no credit. All I want to do is be a vessel for him. That's how people get blessed. Remain humble in his sight and what? He will exalt you. We are on assignment. I retired from the prison knowing it wasn't over. Because when you put your hand to the plow, there's no turning back. Left there, came here, I'm yet on assignment. The key to being on assignment first is being his. If there's anybody in the house that hasn't accepted Jesus tonight, I want to give you that opportunity. If you're here, just raise your hand wherever you are. Raise your hand wherever you are. You ready to give your life to Christ? I see your hand. I see your hand. Amen. You ready to give your life? Look, I told you. I told you a minute ago. Don't allow people to get in your way of your assignment. So if you're here and you're ready to give your life to Christ, just walk right up here right now. Come, 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 come. I saw a hand. 
I saw a hand somewhere. Don't let them stop you. Come. Come. Come on. 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 